0: You're listening to episode 8 of the ESL Teaching Podcast. Today I wanted to talk about something that is on a lot of ESL teachers' minds. Curriculum. A newcomer curriculum, especially for middle and high schoolers. Materials that would help teachers support language development of those in beginning and intermediate stages of English. What resources to use and where to find them. After years of teaching English learners of all age groups, I have come to a conclusion that ESL teaching can be simple and usually follows a predictable pattern, which helps us, teachers, plan and eliminate the guesswork of what comes next. I'll share the steps inside this episode. Welcome to the ESL Teaching Podcast. I'm your host, Yeva Grosslis, otherwise known as simply Yeva, and I am so thankful that you tuned in. I'm looking forward to sharing both my knowledge and experience on this podcast, as well as that of my fellow teachers. Hello, hello, everyone. Let's imagine for a moment you are tasked with teaching English learners. How do you feel? Do you feel overwhelmed? confused excited thrilled all of the above let me ask you another question can you relate to any or all of the next statements i am tasked with teaching newcomers but my district doesn't have a curriculum for that i teach middle and high schoolers and that is an added layer to the lack of curriculum i teach mixed level classes where do i find ready-made lessons These are the questions that I keep hearing over and over again from the teachers I help. The truth is, while the number of English learners is constantly growing, the number of teachers who can support them appropriately is much lower. The caseloads of ESL-ELL teachers vary greatly depending on the state and program model. And despite the growing need to support English learners, training of EL-ready teachers has not been a priority in many states, in addition, while having an EL program is federally mandated, how it is implemented is largely up to the states and districts. This is the reality of our field, so if you are an ESL, ELL teacher, it is no wonder you feel pulled in many directions and are overwhelmed. But as I always say, until something changes on a larger scale, we can only do what is in our control And when we take small consistent steps every day we see results think about it for a second being an esl teacher usually involves a lot of moving parts in order to ensure our students success we must be well versed in language acquisition theory and practice collaborate with our colleagues scaffold our teaching to make the content accessible and to work with mixed proficiency levels In addition, we create our own lessons, juggle lack of curriculum, or grapple with one that we can clearly see doesn't work for our English learners. With all of this in mind, it can be hard to rein it in. It can be hard to find a curriculum that meets all of the above-mentioned demands. But I wanted to offer a different perspective, and today I will share with you a three-step roadmap that you can take to help your ELL students. Before we dive into it, let's talk about one absolute known negotiable of teaching English learners, and that is the mindset. There's a famous quote by Wayne Dyer, if you change the way you look at things, the things you look at change. There's a lot of noise out there from the outside world telling teachers how to teach to inner dynamics of schools and districts. It is easy to get overwhelmed and worked up about something that is not entirely in our control. The one thing I have learned over the years is this. When someone doesn't speak English, it is really easy to jump to conclusions that there is some sort of deficit in them. When your lesson doesn't go as planned, it is really easy to blame yourself and think that you're a failure as a teacher. We humans are imperfect, and noticing shortcomings comes to us much faster than acknowledging the positive traits and outcomes. But as with everything in life, once we reframe our perception, the door of possibilities opens up and we are able to move forward. It is important for us to be kind and gentle with ourselves. It is just as important to remember asset-based teaching at all times. As ELL teachers, we know the power of this approach focusing on what the students can do rather than what they cannot or the areas of weakness, but it is imperative to share this reframe with our mainstream colleagues. Whenever you hear someone say, the student can't speak English, therefore I don't know how to help them, gently counter it with, how can I help you? And here are a few things we could try. Growth mindset, which is what I'm really talking about here, is equally as important for our English learners. I work with older students, which means they are very keenly aware of where they are on their language learning journey, and oftentimes they berate themselves for not speaking the way a native speaker would. Even by saying a simple sentence, I'm learning English instead of I don't speak any English helps them begin to open up. Now that we have cleared that up, let's dive into the roadmap for taking English learners from a newbie to someone who is able to communicate confidently. As an itinerant teacher, I have little planning time and many proficiency levels of students that I work with. For quite a few years, getting a newcomer would come with a whole lot of panic. I had some materials, but never quite the right amount or level or sequence. While I knew that I needed to help them learn English, the how was really elusive. I also noticed that an EL beginner or newcomer didn't always fit the perceived level. Sometimes a student had no prior exposure to English. This meant that I would have to begin from scratch, so to speak, the alphabet, simple social interactions, sentence structure, etc. Other times the newcomers would have a few years of learning English as a foreign language. Regardless, oral and written communication were huge challenges. While working with these students did not require me to teach the very basics of language, it still puzzled me how to approach the situation. I needed a structure, a framework, a roadmap of sorts. So I started looking around, paying attention to my own questions and those that other teachers asked. When we are talking about teaching English learners, there are three questions that I hear over and over again, in addition to the ones, the statements that I mentioned earlier. Number one, what to do when a new student joins your classroom. Number two, what to teach absolute beginners. And number three, they know the basics. Now what? And I came to a simple realization. The answers to these questions were really the roadmap. It is the same for all grades from kindergarten to grade 12, but might take a different form and shape at different age groups. Depending on your teaching situation, you might focus on one step more than on all the others or or utilize them all every single day. But knowing what to teach based on your students' needs really takes the level of stress down. As you probably already realized, I like to compare learning English to a journey, and therefore I use travel-related words. Words like a roadmap for you, the teacher, and a roadmap for the students. Embarking on a journey, which will sometimes be smooth sailing, and at others it might seem like a storm. And on any journey, that we need a roadmap, both you and the student. I have compiled all of the materials that I have created over the years and systematized them into curriculum resources that ESL teachers can use with their English learners in middle and high school. That is why I call it the ESL Teaching Roadmap. So where do you begin when a new English learner, whether a newcomer or someone who has learned some English, joins your classroom? the first step in the roadmap is making a connection. Connecting with your ESL student is an essential step. Will it happen immediately? In some cases, yes, but in most cases, it will probably take some time. Now, why is this important? According to research, we learn best when the content is just above what we can do and our affective filter is low. An effective filter is an invisible psychological filter that can either facilitate or hold back second le- language learning. Here's an example of high effective filter. Students are anxious, self-conscious, or stressed out. They lack self-confidence and are reluctant to participate in the lesson. Now, let's take a look at what low effective filter looks like. Students feel safe and comfortable and, as a result, are not as afraid to take risks. They feel empowered by examples and they're willing to try the new language themselves. When we have new students who are learning English, especially newcomers, making connections will lower the effective filter and help them feel welcome and safe. Now, what does making connections look like? First things first, welcome your students into the new community. So you can do so with the help of a simple getting-to-know-you activity where the students can draw, print, or upload pictures of themselves uh, and the things and people that are important to them. You can also do so by having a short interview with them about the school and life preferences. These simple one-on-one or small group activities create relationships and build trust. Just a note, this step is an ongoing project. After you have gotten to formally learn a little bit about your new student through activities, you will continue maintaining the connection through everyday interactions. For example, you can do a social-emotional check at the start of the class, such as ask the students to rate themselves on a scale of 1 to 10 where they're at in terms of energy and mood. This will show that you care and will also will give you a little bit of insight into how to adjust your lesson. Step 2 is embarking on the journey. Whenever a newcomer starts school, I found that after we made the connection, the next most important step is to give them what they need at their level. What do I mean by that? To embark on any journey, we need to know where we're going. That means Assessing the student language proficiency, both formally and informally. For the formal assessment, we use this WIDA Screener. But I also have created an informal assessment, which helps me take a more concrete look into the student's language proficiency and allows me to determine where to start, whether we need to start at the basics or should we move on to the next step. Once you have assessed your students, begin with simple things. What do they need to know right now? Getting their bearings is important, such as visual schedule, such as simple, short information, classroom, school objects and subjects, basic needs and emotions, people and places in the school. Nowadays, Getting them familiarized with technology that is used in your school is extremely important and necessary. At this step, when we embark on the journey, we're building their vocabulary, we're starting at words and moving them to short phrases, we're teaching the students sentence structure and yes-no question formation, and of course, we use tons of visuals. This step of the roadmap is geared towards the basics of language and towards the students who are new to English, EL beginners, newcomers. However, all students benefit from simple visual schedules and walking around the school to learn about the people and places in it. If you currently do not have any newcomers on your caseload, the next step would be the one to begin with for you. And it is also a natural next step for those ELs who have learned the basics of language. Step three is called ascend, or in layman's terms, they know the basics, now what? Once the students have learned the basics of English, we want them to continue growing by helping them access content in their mainstream classroom and engage them in meaningful activities and feel successful while doing that. In this step, we continue to consistently practice all four language domains. Now think about it, content area subjects provide a myriad of topics that can serve as the backdrop for learning all language domains. Here, we also continue to work with students on the three dimensions of word, sentence, and discourse. That is, we continue building the vocabulary, string it into sentences, and have academic conversations. English learners need explicit instruction in classroom language so they can understand the assignments. Words like identify, summarize, defend are frequently used in their classroom but can be a major source of confusion. In my experience, English learners are not always familiar with an academic paragraph structure, are confused by the requirements of writing an essay, not to mention crafting a good thesis statement. What's that again, miss? This is where we take the time to clarify those concepts, adapt the short stories, explicitly teach the the terms, and empower them to see that they're so capable of succeeding. This is a step that requires a lot of collaboration with classroom teachers, and this is where assignments that use a multitude of scaffolds go a really, really long way. For example having students read a portion of a text and focus on the main idea of that portion rather than the entire text, providing images that support the text or a word bank for responses. And in this step is where the students can feel more independent and you can guide them through self-paced learning. There are a lot of moving parts in each of those steps as mentioned earlier, but I think the main thing in teaching ESL is to know where to start, what to do next, and how to help your students grow. That's what the three steps, connect, embark, and ascend are here for. Now, look around your classroom or take a peek inside your computer. You likely already have some activities that you can utilize in each of those steps the getting to know you activity for the start of the school year or whenever a new student joins, the personal interactions cards that help your students utter their first words or the lesson on a short story that your students worked on last year. So you might already have some of the materials that you can immediately use with your kiddos. But if you wonder where you can get all of the materials that would help you plan in one place, I've got something for you. As mentioned earlier, I have compiled all of the materials that I have created over the years and systematized them into curriculum resources that ESL teachers can use with their English learners in middle and high school. I've created a membership community for ESL teachers with the same name, the ESL Teaching Roadmap, where I provide done-for-you lesson plans and teaching ideas for each of those steps. It has helped hundreds of ESL teachers like you at different times in their journey, and I would love to help you too. To learn more, check out the link inside the show notes. That is all for today. Before you go, let's recap the three steps of the ESL Teaching Roadmap. Step one is connect. Help your students feel welcome and safe and create a classroom community. Step two is embark. Help your English learners begin to navigate the school and the basics of the English language. If your students are high beginners or low intermediates, you can immediately move to step three, which is called ascend. Help your students grow with meaningful language instruction through content, adapting the materials and collaborating with your colleagues, as well as helping you share your expertise with them. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. I hope you found it useful and will be able to implement at least one of the tips into your teaching. You can find the information about the ESL teaching roadmap right below this episode inside the show notes. Thanks for listening and until next time.